0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. You're invited to this table with others on the same journey to becoming a great coach with a strong foundation, no matter what type of coaching you're called to. I've lived a lot of my life full of doubt and confusion about my purpose. I didn't know if my broken and messy story could be used by God, but I did know I wanted to find a way to serve Him and others while making money. In fact, I had no idea what life coaching even was, and I just thought it sounded kind of silly. But as I pressed into what God was calling me to, he was faithful to make the path clear to me. And now I love my life as a coach. In this podcast, you'll learn more about your calling as a coach, whether you've been doing it for a bit or just starting to think about it. You'll hear experts and coaching examples and learn new strategies and tools and so much more. I'm Laura Malone and I'm honored to guide you in your coach calling. And together we can pursue wholeheartedness for both you and your clients with the help of Holy Spirit. So get ready to become the hero in your own story and an amazing guide to others. Hi friends. So I did a giveaway for this first month of the podcast and one blessed person who left a review is going to receive their choice of either an Amazon gift card or a coaching session with me. And that chosen and dearly beloved person is, imagine me spinning the bingo ball and like, Picking the number, that person is Fun Fun USA. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) Who on April twelfth said, "I love Laura's way of delivering foundational teachings. It makes me excited about the possibilities for my coaching future." So, if you're Fun Fun USA, simply email me at Laura at SterlingandStoneMentoring.com and let's get you your prize and. Thanks to everybody who's left reviews and star ratings because it means a lot to hear how much the show impacts your life and brings you hope and guides you in your coach calling. So talking to you today if you believe that you are lonely, hopeless, stuck, mundane, less than, <laughs> boring, not equipped, not ready, Whatever it is that's led you into a season that has caused you to feel less confident about your ability to move forward in the future, okay? I'm talking to you because I've been there. I have been a full-time mom, housewife, and homeschooler for almost 20 years. And even though motherhood changes in seasons, it changes very, very slowly when you're in the day-to-day. And like anything you do for 20 years, you wonder about your impact and abilities after all that time. So like, would anybody actually look at what I've done in 20 years as a mom and a wife and say that they see fruit after all this time? Would I have recruiters running to me to say, do it again? Or (laughs) if it could all be said and done over again, would they say, show us how you did it, Mrs. Malone? (laughs) I don't I don't know. I mean, since I think my kids are the most amazing kids, I hope so. But I know that they didn't turn out that way like uh, so amazing solely because of me. My God and my husband were major parts of their um fantasticness, if I can make up a word, but they also themselves have done a lot of the work and and moved through so much, and I'm really proud of who they've chosen to become. But You know, would anybody look at the last 20 years and take a deep look at it and say, you did a great job, Laura? I I don't know. I hope so. But you wonder, after you've done something for 20 years, you're looking at it at a different level than what other people on the outside would be looking at it. So before that, I was in the restaurant business for almost 10 years and had multiple other jobs that I didn't love. Um, and then for the past 15 years, I've run a crisis response nonprofit with my husband and he's been the face of it, which I super appreciate, but I've been part of the backbone alongside him and we've built something really incredible with an amazing family of almost 11,000, um, responders, you know, believers who love bringing the kingdom of heaven into the darkest hours of suffering people. But I still never knew what it was that I was doing on a daily basis that was making any difference. I was home wiping off little petunias and messy kitchen counters. And my husband was going off to the edges of the world to do what God was doing. (laughs) And I didn't always feel like God was in the kitchen with me holding a roll of wipes or paper towels. But it always felt like my husband came home with stories of God showing up on a deployment or in a training and it kind of just made me unsure of my ability to impact my world, even though a thousand people would say I was doing the most important thing in the world by raising my children. I agree. I totally agree, and I wouldn't change a thing, but it doesn't mean that my daily thoughts and feelings always lined up with what my spirit knew was true. I knew I was helping to build and lead in the background, but I couldn't really name the skills I had or how any of it super mattered on like a micro level. I questioned if all I was doing could have been done by someone else for the organization. And the quick answer to that is yes. I questioned if my years of raising babies and packing and moving almost 20 times with those babies and trying to protect them from becoming ministry orphans we're going to turn out less traumatizing than I expected. The quick answer to that is no, it didn't really. There was trauma, there was suffering, there was sacrifice. And I think I'm still coming to terms with whether or not I would do that again. I would probably do some things different, but I, you know, we just didn't live our life ever saying no when God said to do something. That I wouldn't change. I would never consider saying no, but I can look back and say, there are some things I would have done differently that had nothing to do with what God was saying to do and had more to do with my soul's response and reaction. Um, Did I do what God had put in front of me to do to the best of my ability with all, you know, what I had to work with? Absolutely. Did I support God's call in my husband's life? Yes. Yes. Did I love my children as well as I possibly could have? I tried. And I think like any mother would say, I'm sure I could have done better here and there now that I have hindsight. But did I do all of it with the knowledge of who I am and how who I am plays into all of these things that I've done? No, I didn't really know myself. I didn't know really at my core who I was for the first time. 45 years of my life. (laughs) And here's why. Nobody ever talked to me about discovering who I am, what I'm called to, and how who I am makes a difference. I had no idea how to know my original design of who God created me to be and how to allow these things to influence my intention and my effort in all the areas of life and my seasonal callings. What I know now is that if I'd had a clue about what was inside of me and what my giftings were and had someone to walk with me, I would have better understood how my life areas needed those things to show up in the seasons I was in. Like I needed to know more things about myself so I could really pursue those giftings and pursue being who I really am without, you know, just unashamedly bringing those giftings to the table in all of my callings, you know, being someone who did what I was called to do, not just as a wife and a mom and a nonprofit leader and a pioneer in a lot of ways and a missionary. It wasn't just that, but it was, how do I show up as a friend? Like, how can I do that better? I would have known that my Kids needed the fun side of me to come out more, but I would have known it tends to come out more when I leave the house and when I feel safe. I would have been more intentional about making those things happen. I would have known that staying at home and not having friends was a very depressing situation for me, and with that self awareness, I would have been able to make different decisions and ask for things and be more vocal and have greater clarity about the situations I found myself in. I would have known that I needed more things to do to fill my time, not less. That having less to do made me feel unproductive, unneeded, and unfulfilled. But my idea of being at peace meant keeping control over the chaos I had say about, because the rest of my life was ruled by crisis appearing whenever it felt like it, hurricanes, and cyclones on the other side of the world and volcanoes and landslides and war and ISIS and tornadoes <laughs> and fires. fires. All of those things, they didn't ask me if it was okay <laughs> to, to change my life. They didn't ask permission to shift my season and Honestly, they ended up drawing things out of me that I never knew were there until they were needed. I have a habit of being able to make candied apples out of crab apples, which are disgusting. And my ability to reframe a hard situation when somebody is in a difficult place can make those people feel like I'm not listening or I don't have any compassion when really my gift if I had been more aware of it sooner in my life was to be able to take somebody's bitter crab apple that had literally just fallen on the ground and was probably rotting and because nobody does anything with a crab apple and I would take them and dip them into, you know, the caramel pool of positive spins and reframing. And I would say things like, let's look at how God will turn this around for the good and hey, one day you'll write a book about this and help millions with your story. I would make candied apples out of crab apples, which is just a different way of saying make lemonade out of your lemons. But I like the picture better. Um, It's one of those things I just didn't know about myself that I have, and because every, let me say this, every strength has a, can be, a liability, right? Every every strength has a weakness when it's overused, misused, used in the wrong timing, etc. But every weakness, if it's on one side of the coin, has a strength. If I had known these things about myself, things that were strengths, saying things that were weaknesses, you know, I would have been able to do things, become intentional about strengthening areas I was weak in. And praying and, and inviting God to be my strength when I was weak in those areas. And I would have been able to more intentionally pursue things that were underlying that I just weren't hadn't been aware of. Nobody had told me to look at those things and become aware of them. All in all, I'm a good person. I'm courageous at times. I've been told I have grit, I'm loyal, and I am kind, but I wouldn't tell you I'm the nice girl that you'd want your son to go find. So pray for my (laughs) mother-in-law. She got it the first time around when my husband was growing up in her house, had to go through it again when he went and walked his walk, and then got a whole new crazy story when he married me four months after meeting me, and then started, we just started going wherever God said to go whenever he said go. So she's a powerful prayer warrior and you should pray that your children get a mother-in-law just like her. But no, I've never been accused of being the nice girl, but I'm a good woman. And I do believe that there's a difference. I'm telling you all of this to give you an understanding of what it means to discover yourself, your giftings and callings, and your future hope and become self-aware of what lies within you. I love Jeremiah 29, 11, that says, For I know the plans I have for you, the Lord says, plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. But it does go on to say, You'll call to me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and places where I banished you, and I'll restore you to the place from which I deported you. Part of our hopeful future is made real to us by partnering with God's vision. We have to call to Him and come to Him, pray to Him, and seek Him with all our heart. He says He will be found and He will restore us, He will gather us and bring us back home. So, my friend, I'm telling you to seek God out to call out to him and ask him the questions that you need answers to because you've been given the gift of being able to draw near to him, of leaning in, and you may just need to know the right questions to ask. How would your life be different if you knew what you brought to the table, if you understood what God wanted to create with you, if you knew the story you're living in and you became a co-author who is able to write yourself into the story as a hero rather than a victim. I know a lot of people ask the question, um, what's my calling? What does God want me to do? And I just don't think it's that simple. I believe that the answer at a foundational level is that God wants you to love him and choose him. That part's simple enough to be confounding and make our human brains want to complicate it. But on top of that, we want God to tell us exactly what to do and when to do it So that if it fails in any way, we can blame him and not ourselves because we were just doing what we were told to do. But the glory of knowing who you are and what you're made to do is that you can lean into it and become super intentional. When I realized that I had spent all of those years coaching and mentoring people without even realizing what I was doing, both at home and in ministry, and just the the spheres of influence around me. And then I saw that people had been coming to me for guidance. It just, it opened my eyes. I saw that all of the years of building and leading were really undergirded by the gifts and talents and skills that I had just never defined. If I can tell you one thing that I'd love for you to stop right now in your life and do so that you have greater awareness for the rest of your days... It's this three things. Number one, figure out and write down what you're skilled at and not at a micro level as much as on a macro level, zoom out things like wisdom and compassion, justice, um, hope, fun, joy, simplicity, efficiency, strategy, listening, things like that. Those are the foundations of why you like doing the micro things where you zoom in, like I want to be a lawyer because I love justice, um, or becoming a chaplain because I love listening and caring for people. So, if you don't know the answers on a macro, zoomed out level of just like justice and listening and caring, then zoom in, do the deep dive work to find what it is that you love about what you do. Do you know if you are a nurse? Don't just say I love being a nurse. Like zoom it, zoom out and say like what makes it the kind of job that you love doing. Uh, you know, look at a deeper level and examine what are the things that drive you to do what you love to do. Number two, figure out and write down what you want to become, obtain and accomplish. BOA, okay. BOA. Think of it that way. Lay out a plan to get there, then, you know? Just have a horizon statement of what you want to become, obtain, or accomplish. I'd recommend finding a life coach, but then you probably knew I would say that. Uh number three is figure out and write down what your values are and stick to them. Don't let friends move them. Don't let boyfriends and girlfriends and fiancés move them. Don't let spouses, move them. Only let Holy Spirit move your values and convict you if your values systems are out of alignment, but don't let other people move what your values are. Now, if you are a stay-at-home mom or someone who just feels stuck in the day-to-day wondering what the future holds, or you wonder if anything you're doing is making a difference, I promise you that it does but I encourage you to do things that help your thoughts and emotions to know the same truth your spirit knows so that those things can be confirmed and encouraged. I imagine that over the years, all the people around me thought I was leading and building and doing great things. All the while I was feeling lonely, hopeless, and stuck. I wish I had known then what I know now, but at least I can be a guide to you and show you how to ask the right questions to get the right answers for this season. I have been duct taping my life as I've gone through it, basically. And then for the past 25 years, following the Holy Spirit, who's the best coach you can ask for. But I do wish that I had had someone with skin on who could walk with me to find the right questions that would lead to the right answers. You can pursue self-leadership without a coach. You can pursue your calling and your future Without a coach. But I do recommend you have one now that you know that that is something available to you. Maybe you had never heard of life coaching before, and all of the different specific niches where coaches are available today online around the world. And some of them at really amazing price points that give you access. There are courses and masterminds and programs out there you can go through. 30 day challenges, things that you can find on social media. Find somebody to walk with you and give you guidance and direction and support to champion you and bring you encouragement. Like, just go do it. There's not any excuse today. If you have the ability to hear my voice on a podcast, you have the ability to tap into some of these things somewhere else. And if you are a coach, get a coach that helps you in whatever area you need help in, if it's your business, great. If it's your mindset, great. If it's if it's your personal life, your marriage, you, um, your body image, it doesn't matter. Go get a coach to work with because it's going to transform your life and make you a better coach. I wish that I'd had a coach personally over all of these years because I would be stronger in some areas than I am now. I'd be more confident in other areas. I would know um, more, I would have greater self-awareness sooner. I would have believed in myself without all of the hurrah it took to get here. Um, I'm sure you've heard people say, fake it till you make it. But the other day I was in a store and I saw a sign that said, faith it till you make it. And <laughs> Roly poly guacamole. If that is not what I've been doing all this time, I don't know what it is. Like, Faith it till you make it is I'm not very good at faking things. (laughs) You can look at my face and see exactly what I'm, what's going on inside. um, Some of the time, other times I'm just a flat line poker face, but I'm not faking anything. I don't, I just can't, I don't have any bones in my body that can do it, but I've been faithing it (laughs) and I make it. And I, I'm looking back in hindsight and saying, I wish someone had told me the questions to ask so I could get the right answers, so I could live with greater clarity and operate with greater, higher confidence in the things that I'm called to. And I didn't know how to look for that in those seasons that felt lonely and hopeless and like I was stuck, specifically when I had small children And I couldn't go do all of the things that everybody else was doing. I didn't want to leave my children. I wanted to be doing those things, but I didn't know how to get out of the mindset of feeling lonely, hopeless, and stuck. I didn't know why I felt that. And I do believe that had I been aware of more about my calling, more about my personal design, who I'm made to be, the things that make me tick, I could have been more intentional in those seasons to to pursue things that would make me feel more fulfilled, less lonely, give me hope, and help me get unstuck. And I hope that this can encourage you that just because you feel that way doesn't mean you are lonely it, um, or alone at least. Maybe you feel lonely, but it doesn't mean you're alone and maybe you feel hopeless, but it doesn't mean you are without hope in truth and maybe you feel stuck, but it doesn't mean you have to stay that way. So, and one of those ways you can go get a coach and have somebody, um, walk with you going forward to give you inspiration and encouragement and uh, a guide to what next steps to take. Another way is maybe if you feel called to becoming a coach in any area, then the greenhouse course is open and you can go to sterlingandstonementoring.com forward slash the greenhouse and you can apply. That starts July 14th. It's going to run 10 weeks and you can get fully trained and certified with Sterling and Stone Mentoring to become a life coach, which is going to have some awesome perks and really an exciting community to be part of. Just imagine being with like-hearted people, doing what you love to do, learning a strong foundation of how to do it, and putting aside those lonely, hopeless, stuck days because you understand that you are a caring, kind person who wants to be a guide to other people and bring the kingdom of heaven to earth in people's lives and literally make a living doing it. Um, partnering with God, co-creating stories with God. It's one of the most exciting things that I think I've ever done in my life. In addition to, you know, my marriage and my children. Um, yes. Is it hard? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It can be really hard to be, um, someone responsible for all of this and to have a business and to add it to everything else that goes on in life. It can be hard, but it is worth it. Uh, If you wonder if you can listen, here's, here's the truth. I finished high school with no accolades. I didn't really care. I didn't go to college. And I spent a lot of time in the restaurant business because I loved being with people. I loved serving other people. I loved having connections and conversations and making people um, feel like they had a great experience and feel connected and seen and heard. And if I had known all of those years that what I was doing at that micro level in the restaurant was really on a macro level, zoomed out, being able to say, I love serving people. I love guiding them through a journey. At the time it was just called dinner, (laughs) but I, I had, I seen that I would have been able to tap into this much sooner. So discovering your purpose sooner than later comes from asking these questions. What do you love doing? Why do you love doing it? And what are the things that you want to, um, well, who do you want to become? What do you want to obtain? And what do you want to accomplish in this life season? And then what are your values so that you can take steps to move forward into what you want to be, obtain and accomplish with aligned value systems and how you get there. Okay. If I had known that, then I'd be much further down the road now. However, I'm grateful to be here where I'm at with you today and being able to share my story and give you guidance and encouragement that no matter what you've done, no matter how little you've been educated in one area or another, you are full of wisdom. You are a treasure to other people. You have gifts that can be released into the world. And I want you. To be encouraged to not fall into the lie that as a stay at home mom after 20 years, or in somebody who's never gone to college, or somebody who's just quote quotation marks, just a waitress, or just a dishwasher, and quotation marks, whatever you have done, there is value in it, and there are people who are waiting for you to share what you carry, and who you are with them. And I hope that this has encouraged you. I hope that you feel a little bit lighter. And if you feel any urge to become a coach, a life coach, then I really encourage you to apply and see what God does. And if you're worried that you don't have the time or the money to take um, partake in a 10 week program with other people going the same direction. I encourage you to give the, how can I possibly do that up to God, pray about it, surrender, and just ask him if it's something that he wants you to do and follow the path, say, yes, go where God is going and go when he says to go. I can tell you one thing is positive that when you do what he's doing, you go where he's going, and you say what you hear him saying, you can't go wrong. So follow him today, friend, and I'll talk to you next time. And just to end, I bless you, your calling, and your coaching. And if you've loved any of this content, my favorite form of thanks is a written review over on Apple Podcasts. It'll only take you 30 seconds, and I would so appreciate it.